can't believe that you haven't seen it. Love it so much you really gotta stream it. Let me tell you every line right now. I can quote the whole thing since I was 12. Maybe your mom told you no. She said she wouldn't give you I am Brandon Greenhouse, and this is my my good friend, Jane Blackburn-Hammer, and you are listening to Movies We Missed, a podcast dedicated to revisiting the film of yesteryear, obviously through a contemporary lens, because we're contemporary people, you know? We're very of the time, we're very posh, we're in the know, Tamagotchis have been thrown away, and we're using iPhones now, so get into it. Are you bringing... Oh, okay. I mean, I was. I wanted you to, like, support that and back I it. do support that. I no longer have any Tamagotchis to take care of. And if I'm being honest, I wasn't a great Tamagotchi owner. Um, no, I, I lost interest, you know? Yeah, I just wanted to be a part of the fantasy that everybody else was living. And I often picked up mm-hmm. a Tamagotchi with just, like, a pile of shit next to it. And oh, like, always. And, like, close to dead. And I felt judged. It's like, <laughs> you don't want to be a part of this. You're just doing this because everybody else is. It was also, like, a glaring... Of course. And it was also, like, a glaring realization about, like, how bad I might be at taking care of something other than myself. Which, when we had Tamagotchis, I was not very good at taking care of myself either. So it was just, like, a constant reminder of um, how I was less than. So I'm glad we're on iPhones. Now you have me for that, so... Thank God. Um, <laughs> uh, did you have a good week? Have you? Um, I had a good week. I got my um, first vaccination. That was great. Oh, very exciting. We'd love to hear that. Yeah. Um, you know, other than that, pretty slow. How about you? How was your week? Yeah, me. I, I also got a vaccination. I heard you were doing it, and then I decided to jump on the trend. Mm-hmm. Um, classic, classic, Brandon. Um, yeah, you know, I was like, ooh, I feel like this is the hot thing to do, or, or was a couple weeks ago. Jane's caught on to it. So <laughs> let me piggyback off of her, and then I'll just, mm-hmm. you know, pretend to be ironic. Mm-hmm. So um, I went ahead. I found an abandoned Kmart, and I decided to, <laughs> you know, live my okayest life there. And I just want to let the audience know that he is not kidding. He seriously got vaccinated in an abandoned Kmart. You know, we get it how we can get it. You know, there was a guy. <laughs> it was very pss, 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 over here. And it may not have been a vaccination, but either way, you got a shot. Exactly. He was like, mm-hmm. you young thing, come over here. <laughs> and I was like, ugh. It was me and somebody else. And I remember he was like, you, the really skinny one. And I was like, <laughs> It's me, not you, Merle. <laughs> See you later. Bye. <laughs> right, you know? of course. Yeah. I'm tiny. Yeah. Um, so I went in and I got the vaccination and it was, you know, I, I lived the full experience. Uh, mm-hmm. Really hurting, aching arm for a couple of days. And then, mm-hmm. you know, she bounced back. You know what? You're so. here today. And that's all we can ask for. And I was the movie assigner this week, and I got to pick the movie that Jane was blessed with. And Mm -hmm. this week, she got to watch the 1990 opus, (laughs) Troll 2. Uh, I did. I did. It. I had no idea what I was in for. I had heard that it was like an iconic cult classic 
And sort of like the status of like the room, it had that so bad that it was good vibe. Um, so I kind of knew that going in, but I had no preconceived notions of what it was. And boy, <laughs> was I ever surprised at every, every turn, every twist, every corner. It was <laughs> incredible. Actually, when I was watching it, like the first 15 minutes in, I was like, there's no way we can do this in one recording. Like this is going to be like six different recordings about one movie because there's so much to fucking talk about. Full. It's chock full. It's the full on fantasy. It's it's a team of actors who are going <laughs> after it. Uh, it's a singular vision. Everybody's <laughs> moving in the same direction. Think about what the set of a movie like The Godfather, mm. you know, must have been like. And then imagine like the opposite of that. And yes, um, in every single way. Yeah, the opposite of that set. So imagine that set and then imagine like a door to a bathroom and a toilet <laughs> full of like loose newspaper and maybe a smidge of excrement <laughs> lit on fire. And that and was the script. <laughs> and, and that's just the first and that's just the first scene to get into it. <laughs> Um, do you want to take us into a little synopsis so we can get started? Okay. I will. Everybody's chomping at the bits. I'm getting crazy messages right now on our Facebook yeah, page no. and on our Twitter <laughs> account. We reached 150,000 um, tweety, tweeters, tweeties. Um, so we want to thank you all for tweaking us. Yeah, and, definitely. Uh, I haven't I, we, been tweaked like this in years. No, we love a good tweaking and we will accept it whenever you hand them out. I'll take a tweak however I can get it. You know, mm -hmm. and, just uh, make sure you're vaccinated. Wink. <laughs> absolutely. Right. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and get into it. Uh, <laughs> okay. Witches and trolls and goblins. Oh my. It's a tale as old as time. Boy loves grandfather. Grandfather dies. Grandfather visits family from the nether regions of the underworld to warn of impending goblin domination. Young Joshua Waite's suburban family decides to trade in their city dwellings for a walk on the rural side by partaking in a month-long house swap with a family from the provincial town of Nilbog. Even before the trip starts, Joshua is receiving word from his deceased grandfather, Seth, of the spooks and traps that lay ahead in Nilbog. Once the Waits family arrives, it becomes apparent that while the townsfolk have done their best to put on a congenial facade, these hills have eyes, honey. Will the Waits family make it out alive? Will anyone in this film have prior acting experience? Will this go down as one of the worst films of all time? Who says you have to choose just one? Get out of that YouTube comment section because I found a troll too. <laughs> that was very hard for me to stay silent during because it was absolutely, I mean, a chef's, chef's kiss moment. I, it was beautifully written, beautifully delivered. I couldn't have done it better myself and I'm glad I didn't have to. Every time I do a synopsis, I feel the need to make sure that you know that I'm a homosexual. So it's like, <laughs> I'm going to hit you over the head with it so nobody's listening to the blurb and thinking, I wonder how he feels about penis. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's well, uh, that. What I think you mean is you like to bring the theatrics to it, which I, your audience at this moment, love and 
encourage and always appreciate. Also, who does it better than the gays? Come on, let's get real. <laughs> Absolutely nobody. And I have a question right off the bat because you revealed some information in that synopsis that I did not realize while I was watching the movie. What did I reveal? They were supposed to be there for a month? Yes, it was supposed to be like... What? <laughs> it was supposed to be a month long. And apparently Dave and I were talking about it because he'd never seen it either. And so it, we he, he mentioned to me, which I don't know anything about this. I don't know if it's because I'm black. I don't know. But he mentioned that... Apparently you either. I don't know. But he mentioned that apparently this was a thing. And it makes sense. Like the idea of like swapping like over the summer, like an entire family swapping a home with an entire family. Like, I mean, if you want to visit a place... <laughs> Sure. You want to sort of like take on the full, you know, experience. And it's like, great, we're going to load up the car. It's like, a, I guess, like a precursor to like Airbnb in a way, because you're literally exchanging. They've just provided, there's a website called www.homeexchange.com. We are I not sponsored by homeexchange.com. But we could be anything <laughs> for a price. <laughs> Wait, if this is a white phenomenon, I'm unaware of it. I just I meant like know. in the 80s and the 90s. I don't know. Maybe right. black this... people did too. You know, honestly, it would probably have been... I can imagine a world where immigrant families from different parts of the country would actually probably, if they have any sort of ties or anything to each other or to maybe like a church or something, I could see a church organizing something like this actually very much so. Or maybe like a Mormon population or something just to sort of give you the opportunity to like go be a part of a community that is like your community but different, maybe has some of the same like values. I don't sure. know. I could be. I can buy into that. I just like, I had never heard of this. And oh, I me neither. Realized me neither. it was for a month. And also, like, if... it's mentioned <laughs> once. It's mentioned one time. Okay. And I'm sure I missed it. But the thing is, the follow up questions I have to that is like, do mommy and daddy have jobbies? Like, can they take a month off right? of work? <laughs> like, right? Well, I, that feels like something that, I don't know, maybe, maybe they work from home now that everybody does. But like in the 90s, I don't feel like that was such a thing. Like, I mean, filmed in 89, I mean, barely the 90s, you know, like <laughs> it does, like, I feel like I love movies that are, I love movies on that cusp where it's oh, like, totally. you're still an 80s film. You know, you are like, I know. you're like, you're like <laughs> barely a movie of the 90s but we'll give it to you well and if anything gave that away it was the music in the opening scene which was the so most good. 80s music i've ever heard in my life and i i mean i want that to be my my ringtone if i ever had the sound on my phone on i thought you were gonna say you wanted to be the soundtrack for when you walk through the city i also want that too like high I drama crimped hair <laughs> i mean hats. while we're wishing for wishes absolutely i'm and just down you with that. getting to work and then switching out of those tennies and putting on oh switching out of the reeboks and putting on like my fancy heels with my scrunchy white socks absolutely God, i see i can see 80s jane so clearly like <laughs> i see you with like this really like big feathered fantasy uh of a helmet of hair a really oh like assertive bang um mm -hmm. and lots of like i feel like lots of fuchsia and lots of mm -hmm. like teal happening and just a mm -hmm. smoky ass eye and just i like, do see myself with a lot of large plastic jewelry yes big earrings big mm -hmm. those remember i used to love my mom would wear those uh the big chunky necklaces that were like one oh girl color. if you think that's ever gone out of rotation for my mother it hasn't she's still wearing them today oh, and sure. they are fantastic I love it so much. So um, 
And so I guess we kind of skipped. I don't know. Did, did you didn't have any? You already said you didn't have any first impressions. I mean, no. All I knew was just that this movie was sort of iconic, and that's really it. I didn't know why. I didn't know how. I mean, the funny thing too about this is that like you, have, this is the second like huge movie that you have introduced to me that is so 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 bad that it gained a cult following the first one being the room i remember when you were in grad school you came home with the dvd of the room and you were like hey can you you give me no you give me nothing and you were like this is one of the best movies you're ever gonna see sit down i'm putting it in and like, do you remember I like that? The, yeah, and I, I like that you were, I was I was wondering when you started that you were like, hey, can you? And I was like, what's that gonna be like? Can you sit your ass on the couch and give me like an hour and a half of your time and then at least another hour and a half for us to discuss everything that happened the hour and a half before? Because that's <laughs> like what it would have been. And that's what it was, I'm sure of it. It was a hundred years ago, but it was um stuck in my memory for sure and this is just another one of those movies that i feel like you've introduced me to which i'm very oh, grateful you're welcome you're welcome it's a movie that keeps mm -hmm. on giving and every time you watch it you you find new gems and and nuggets um mm -hmm. along the way so um should we get into it should we start tearing it apart yeah we should Janie. you have the floor um if there was any if there was maybe a couple <clears throat> things that you thought were like hmm, that's a little interesting <laughs> i'd love to hear about him because it's a solid film as far as i'm con is i'm concerned and it's um <laughs> no holes to poke <laughs> no 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 this plot was tight air air tight, tight baby Okay, well, the first thing that I wanted to bring up is why is this movie called Trolls 2 when there isn't a single mention of a troll in the movie, nor do we see a troll? Because the monsters in the movie are called goblins. So why are we calling it Trolls 2? Okay, well, I guess my first question for you is how fucking <laughs> dare you? Um, <laughs> no, actually, that's a great point. And... Um, so honestly, like the way I understand it, the first troll movie, which I also rewatched recently, it is. Um, Does it have <laughs> anything to do with this movie? Not a thing, girl. Not okay. The is it the same? Is it the same screenwriter and director? No, no, no. <laughs> so this, so this entire movie was made, um, and it's so funny too because from what I've read, you know, through my sources, Wikipedia, um, <laughs> this entire movie was made, and they said like they wanted to like bank on like the the fa the um the success of, tr of the first troll movie, which wasn't really that successful. So it's like okay, um, it's a choice, but they decided like the distribution company decided that it was originally supposed to be called God which makes sense and then they decided to bank on the success of the 1986 uh troll movie they were going to rename it troll 2 and that was just a decision that was made and i guess nobody along the way was like but there's no trolls though so, so it, was a, it was purely a marketing decision the whole movie was already made and everything and they just <laughs> decided after the entire movie was done like we are going to call this movie something it is not Okay, that's... It's a choice. Crazy. But I love it. I love it. I think it's brilliant. Because the whole time you think, what am I watching here? Am I watching... They keep calling these goblins, like, at some point, like, are they going to introduce trolls? And maybe there's, like, this underworld and the trolls are, like, running the show. But, like, there is no... There's no reason for it. And I was waiting the whole movie for somebody to tell me 
what was going that on. That checks out. Yeah, that's a yeah. reasonable question. <laughs> so when I was going through this movie, I literally, I have so many pages of notes. I was like, I, I, there was nothing that I d- didn't want to comment on. So I had to go through and like boil down my notes and pick discussion points. Mm-hmm. And one of the first discussion points I want to start with is the makeup of course, like whatever the glam makeup, but what I'm really talking about is like the like sci-fi makeup, the scars, the blood, the whatever. It was so ridiculous. A lot of the townspeople are supposed to have these what I thought were scars, but oh, they're yeah. clover-shaped moles that are the same color as their flesh. Yeah. What first of all it was clearly like someone had like made it out of just like some silicone and slapped it on someone's face didn't worry about blending didn't worry about any of that and i'm wondering like they brought it up they were like oh why do you all have clover clover shaped moles no one answered that question and so we don't know what that means does that mean if you have that on your body somewhere you are a goblin i mean yeah Oh, okay. I mean, I think that I think I mean I think that's it. Honestly, I think it's just their way of like making it clear that everybody in this town has this thing that the Waits family does not have. But you are right in that they are like the way that they do them. It's like they're subtle, but they're not subtle. So especially in like towns, no, subtle is not the word that I would ever use. (laughs) Why does everybody have a weird sore somewhere on their person? (laughs) And then you're like, oh, it's makeup, and it's a choice. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and not all of them look like clovers either. It was clear that no. like they started that day. The makeup artist in charge was like, I'll do I'll do some and then quickly was like, I'm gonna need some extra hands and then somebody just started globbing them on. Or she just told the actors how to do it and just let them have at it and was like, You you tell your own you tell your own uh, makeup story. Um, yeah with a little bit of this tacky that you're going to put on your skin. Yeah, it, it was distracting, and it's like, what's going on? Is there something and in then the like, in this the, the first time I noticed it was when they were going to the gram... Like, first of all, the movie just starts, by the yep. way. Did we... It just start. There's no, like, lead up. There's no pomp and circumstance. All of a sudden, I'm watching some boy named Peter and I'm using boy in quotations because that was a grown ass man but the grandfather's the first line is Peter was a boy and I was like "Mm, okay or Peter like is he standing behind this 30 year old man (laughs) exactly like that man has a 401k and like (laughs) rent to pay you know what I mean so and then at one point there's like quote unquote beautiful woman like giving him the green like slop to drink which was like one of the most disgusting scenes I've ever seen where it's like he had like his mouth open and they were pouring this glue that was like green into his mouth but her freckles were so insanity her freckles were pure insanity (laughs) they were drawn on with a reckless abandon (laughs) with Um, like a piece like a black eyeliner pencil and they were unnecessary it's not part of the story why no it pushed the the narrative further in no way and it was so weird to look at it was distracting because i was like first of all you have to see this disgusting man with his mouth open drinking green glop and then this woman who then turns into a goblin or whatever but like and then also the goblin costumes (laughs) like oh yeah they're really good yeah, they're fantastic. 
I think what they are just like paper mache heads with like shitty teeth or something like that. But when they were speaking, although the goblins didn't speak a lot, but when they were speaking, I don't know if you caught this, but the mouth doesn't move. Like you can see like the actor's oh, yeah, sure. mouth <laughs> like moving underneath this like helmet. <laughs> It's so fucking weird. There's also a scene later in the movie where, like, they're just, like, one of the trolls is, like, it's, like, hubbub. And one of the trolls says something, like... First of all, it's a goblin. I'm so sorry. One of the goblins (laughs) says something (laughs) along the lines of, like, I can't believe this is happening. Or something like that. It's, like, a full-on, like, just regular, like, layman person sentence. And I just thought, like, what's going on? Can they talk? Or was that just was that just somebody talking when they weren't supposed to be? Or was so, it just a free-for-all? But the line was like, it kind of had to do with what was happening in the scene, but it was like, that's your POV as a goblin? Yeah. It was like, oh, it was like, hubbub, hubbub, hubbub. I forgot to take the meatloaf out. It's like, what? Hold on. <laughs> Veggie it's meatloaf. so weird. Oh, yeah, of course. They're vegetarians. They don't eat meat. For some, I was like, is this like all like a vegetarian PSA? Which like, do you, but like... <laughs> So um, so I will if you want a little explanation for that. Yeah, um, I do want an explanation. I want explanation for fucking everything. But yeah, <laughs> give me what you got. So, um, so the director and the the writer were husband and wife. The director is Claudio <laughs> Fragasso, um, and the wife uh, Rosella Drudy. She wrote the script, and he. And you know it. what? No one will support you like your partner. <laughs> Even if your idea is fucking insane. (laughs) No, they Bonnie and Clyde in it for sure. Um, And um, she wrote the script to express her for her frustration with several of her friends becoming vegetarian, which she claimed, quote unquote, pissed her off. Wait, Um, so this is this is anti-vegetarian propaganda. (laughs) But like, okay, so I thought about it and I was like, I mean, I, I don't really understand it. Also, the other thing that should be noted is that the director of this film and his wife and most of the crew were all came over from Italy to shoot this movie. So like the writer and his wife, they didn't speak English fluently. So one of the big things that was mentioned <laughs> is that there was a huge communication breakdown between cast and the crew. And like one of the actors mentions that one of the actors who played one of the goblins during one of those scenes where they're all sort of like storming. Um, he mentioned that the that like they were given a direction that was like, we're all going to go upstairs. And he was like, we were out in like the middle of a field. And I think that he meant that he wanted us all to, to descend down to the field. But like those kinds of like things, I guess, wreaked havoc on the production overall. Actors also mentioned. Like, you don't say. <laughs> actors also mentioned like they didn't get full scripts. The director um, denied this. He said that they're liars and that they're bad actors. <laughs> Which is like. I mean, you hired them. But also, like, one doesn't negate the other. Like, nobody's saying that we're dealing with, like... For some reason, the actor that I thought of was, like, Peter Sellers, um, who is a great actor. But I was like, nobody's saying yeah. we're with, with one of the greats here. But also, like, I mean, that paired with, like, a script that is questionable at best. Also, like, you know, the daughter, Holly, that, that actress also said, like, when she got some of those scenes, like, the iconic moment with her boyfriend where she accused him of being a homosexual okay i want to talk about that scene let's not get there yet because i have some thoughts okay (laughs) i do want to say 
the first thing <laughs> that I noticed is like, you know, you've got the grandpa and it, the the dead grandpa apparently in the bed, <laughs> um, in reading a bedtime story to his grandson, who is clearly trying to absolutely terrify. I mean, why would this be the story that you tell your grandson to put him to bed? Also, we find out he's dead, and so it's like, whoa. And then the mother comes in and. <laughs> <laughs> I, the acting is is superb and by mm-hmm. superb I mean non-existent because she sounds like she's reading the food off a menu when she's trying to tell her kid to like move through his grief over his dead grandfather and like one of the things she says is you must banish him from your mind I wrote that down too which is <laughs> such <laughs> Same thing to say to a child who's experiencing grief. And I want to say now is making sense because of the language barrier. Like, I'm sure they were like trying to translate something from Italian into English. And they were like, okay, well, I'll just use my, you know, Italian to English dictionary. Look this up. Bob's your uncle. We have the line. And it's like... (laughs) That's the problem with translation is that like when you don't account for nuance, you get you must banish him from your mind, which I thought was amazing. It's powerful. Also, the mom hits him with that headline. She's like, I don't know if you heard, but granddad's been dead for over six fucking months. And she says, I she says, your sister's hurting, your dad's hurting and me, his daughter. She lets you know who she is. She says, I'm also hurting because I'm going to get this exposition in too while I'm giving you the scene. Exactly. And she's like, it's like, first of all, why are we comparing like everybody's journey through grief? I know. Um, And also like, good for you that you processed it, but like that doesn't negate the fact that like, is a small child, you know, it's likely that Joshua is grappling with grief for the first time. And she's exactly. no time for it. She's like, I'm a grown adult woman and I've processed it. You're a nine-year-old little boy. Like, move the fuck on. Because the rest of the family has. It's like, it's absolute terrible parenting is what it is. What part of us burning all the photos of your grandfather didn't you understand? How did you not pick that up that we were moving on? He's dead. He's, he's gone. He's buried. His dead Get body is under the ground. Anyways, sleep tight, sweetie. Make <laughs> me. Also, I love when the mom comes in the room that the, the granddad was sitting in the rocking chair, the, mm-hmm. which is a, several feet away from the bed. The boy mm-hmm. is tucked into the bed. She comes in the room and she's like, Joshua, what are you doing? That fucking rocking chair is a rocking it is <laughs> he is in his bed ma'am like i'm sorry but like that would at least give me as a parent pause like why is this whole ass racking chair going back and fucking forth and my child <laughs> tucked in his bed somebody was in it somebody was um, here may not have been my dead father but like i would do a once over in the room for sure yeah she yeah. wasn't here for that go to no bed. <laughs> so then we find out that they're going to <laughs> vacation because she's like, "Don't worry, you'll get you'll get over it. We're all going to vacation to Nilbog." And at first, I was like, "Okay, well, that's Goblin spelled backward." Instantly, I knew <laughs> it's like so creative. Little smarty pants. <laughs> and like, I guess as an adult, 
you wouldn't necessarily think that there are goblins, so you'd feel fine going to a town called Nilbog. But like, I don't know. I don't know how much research they did into that. I mean, it'd give you a little pause, you know, taking the family mm-hmm. in, but okay. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing I want to talk about, of course, was the line you mentioned before, the iconic, are you trying to turn me into a homo? What? Like, she okay so her boyfriend this is the the older sister the boyfriend breaks into her bedroom she punches him in the balls and he his response is are you trying to turn me into a homo and then she goes it wouldn't be that hard if my father discovers you here he'll cut off your little nuts and eat them he can't stand you (laughs) like I had to stop and rewind to make sure that I wrote that down properly because it is the best line of dialogue I've ever heard, I think, in my life. And it's also the most misinformed. What does the writer and director and all of these actors think a homosexual is? Do they think a homosexual is a person who doesn't have working genitals? Which is like the opposite. (laughs) Which is... Um, like, because what you're describing actually is a eunuch, I think. Um, right. And um, also, I will I will point out now that this is what I was go- I was going to mention earlier. Apparently, the two actors in this scene said she was really uncomfortable with that line, and apparently, they sat down the two actors and they wrote something they said a little bit more PG, and they went to the director and they were like, "Hey, like this doesn't feel like 100 natural." <laughs> And he said, no, this, and they said, we have an idea for tweaking it to like, make it feel like more like an American teenager would talk. And he said, no, he said, (laughs) you were going to deal with this line, just like it was fucking written. (laughs) And he said, I know how American teenagers talk. (laughs) this is how they talk and And you're not fucking with Shakespeare (laughs) and then the two American teenagers acquiesced I imagine and and left after being told by the Italian director how they how they spoke and how they (laughs) um so I thought that was really amazing (laughs) amazing that he was like how about the fuck not <laughs> oh, I don't no. remember. I don't remember a, a suggestion, a suggestion corner being set up here where all of you motherfuckers <laughs> got to question me and my amazing script. Mm, last time I checked, my queen <laughs> wrote a Fantasia for you to be a part of. An absolute perfect script. No notes. Get back in line. Get back in <laughs> line. <laughs> Next thing that I noticed, I mean, God, there's so many fucking things I noticed. But the next thing I wanted to mention that I noticed was we have this scene and she she does this thing where she's like, this is throughout the movie, where she talks about how she doesn't like her boyfriend Elliot's friends. And if he wants to be with her, he's got to ditch his friends. And her parents don't like him because he's has so many friends it's very confusing i don't understand to me that's like a plus to like somebody that they have lots of friends and people like them so i found that to be a very disturbing theme and like we can talk about it later but in when the family finally decides to like accept him like when the goblins are coming (laughs) they're like the daughter just turns to the mother. The mother's like, what are you doing here? And the daughter just turns to the mother and she's like, he's part of the family now. <laughs> it's like, 
okay. This and, the, is... and the mom touches his face and goes, oh, Elliot. <laughs> That's so weird. Like, and there was no... Crisis like, averted. <laughs> crisis averted. There was no lead up to that. It was like the father picked him up in the car and was screaming at him about how he makes his daughter mad because he has these friends. And then he's like, okay, I'm going to leave my friends. And then they get back. And then apparently right after that, he's part of the family. I just think it's weird. It's a weird message to send to, to people about... <laughs> About what makes a healthy like relationship <laughs> and like also just like on setting boundaries and on compromise mm-hmm. because yeah. it's like nothing's processed we also it's just like and if anything that would be an opportunity really for like a teachable moment i would think if i had a teenage daughter and she had a boyfriend who had friends that he was with all the time i'd be like dope that means yeah my house eating my food Exactly, which I paid I'm a, for. I'm a grumpy, I, I'm grumpy television dad. In case that yeah. didn't, I I subscribe <laughs> to you know the Carl Winslow School of Parenting. So like, <laughs> it's very that. It's very you mm-hmm. know, get out of my mm-hmm. house circle and take a time machine with you. You know. <laughs> fully digress i the next thing i noticed was so they take this trip right they're in the car they're on their way to nilbog it's like in this van and the kids thinks he's sorry what's the younger kid's name josh joshua joshua Mm -hmm. joshua joshua thinks he sees his grandfather on the road so he gets them to stop the car and Joshua just runs out of the car and starts talking to this person, which he realizes not his grandfather is like a filthy hitchhiker. And like (laughs) another moment in terrible parenting, like the, the mother, the father and the older sister just like watch this exchange happen for a little while. (laughs) Like a person who is hitchhiking, who you don't know what their mental state is. You don't know what they could do to your child. You, he's got dirt smeared all over his face like you don't things know if he's got a weapon right. on him or anything exactly they wait for a minute and then they back up they back the car up and with the van door open they're like get in the car and it's like is nobody like running out no. to grab your child also <laughs> like, yeah well also when he says he sees you know the whole thing that the granddad's appearing to him like in various locations over the course of the movie you know for majority of the movie at least he's the only one who can see the grandfather and mm-hmm. so when he says to his you know parents pull over his mother says oh do you have to throw up and I I felt, like, that's a hot take I felt like little kids throw up all the time so it was like <laughs> it wasn't that it was like one of the things like wasn't that out of the ordinary in my mind I mean for but, this film I guess not but it was yeah. just like also I would think like even if like I don't know if I was like a little if I was a kid and I had to get out of the car even had to vomit I would think like one of my parents would get out just to sort of like make sure I was okay rub my back like make sure you know the, right like, exactly <laughs> He just They're gets like, out of the car and everybody's like twiddling their fucking thumbs. <laughs> like, like nobody's nobody. I'm not unclicking my seatbelt to help this jabroni. Like no. that is your child. <laughs> yeah, we need somebody to step up. I love I love their style of parenting. It's really fast and loose and choose your own adventure. It's so apathetic. It's like this kid. Also, the father in the beginning, like the first time you meet the father. Like I love how the mother's like, oh, she like goes up to him and she's like after she checks on the kids in bed the night before they leave and she's like yeah joshua is still like upset about his grandfather and again father's so apathetic about his son's mental health he's like he'll be fine like we'll 
figure we'll get it all sorted out in Nilbog. Like, what is Nilbog to this family? It's like the retreat that's gonna save them. It's so like this is where all their problems go to like die, I guess. It's so confusing. It's, um I guess it's similar to the lead characters in Waiting for Godot. Like, <laughs> you know, it's very that. This is, I think, what the, the writers are going for. Um, writer, sorry. We just won. Yeah, writer. Um, and uh, yeah, no, you were correct. It is, like, they feel like like the, like your problems aren't going to follow you. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like, let's, let's isolate him in a place where he knows no one. And then that'll really give him an opportunity to stop thinking about his dead grandfather. And when P.S. there's nothing to do here. <laughs> so like yeah. all he has is like time to think about his grief. <laughs> yeah, this town is very like very uh, sparingly populated. Mm-hmm. So then they uh, they arrive in town and like <laughs> what I think is so funny is like it's they arrive and they're like looking around there's nobody there and the daughter's like i think it's the daughter who's like nobody's here and the dad goes at this time of night everybody goes to sleep i guess because like it's a farming town and like it's fully high noon like yeah. you like you can see the sun is at its brightest like nobody's going to bed even if this is a farm town normally that happens like after dark and maybe it's like on the earlier side but certainly the sun's gone down like there's plenty of work that could get done oh yeah no this is probably i feel like when most work is happening maybe like people have stopped (laughs) for like a lunch break you know maybe i'll even give you like an early supper but like no Uh like no people aren't sleeping (laughs) yet and and also it's very it's like oh so you know how this town works cool yeah and like logistically it makes no sense because i remember they said that they were leaving at 9 30 in the morning and i don't unless the drive was like 12 i don't know hours, yeah. 12 hours like there's no way it's bedtime it's no, like lunch time probably <laughs> yeah no it's choices and so then the next thing that gave me pause <laughs> was they're getting out of the car and they're arriving at the house and like a softball just like arrives in the boy's hands like someone throws it or it or or no it's the family right yeah, it's the family the family because, because when they get there the family that's there is a family they're exchanging homes with it's right. a family of four also and so the boy from that family as that family's leaving after handing over the keys um the boy tosses the ball to the other little boy Joshua and it's a huge softball and the family is like very weird like there's not very kind there's no warmth they just like look at them strangely and leave um so joshua looks at the softball and it says eat before we eat you and then what joshua does is nothing Yeah, he's like, oh, whatever. He says nothing to the rest of the family. He's like, oh, well, I've been looking for signs the whole way here. I've been seeing my dead grandpa. I know about all these stories. I have a bad bad feeling about this trip. But anyways, this softball with eat before we eat you written on it couldn't mean anything and like tosses it and we never see it again and it's never discussed again there's another softball later on though there is another softball later on but again why why is it (laughs) like why is it a softball softball and was like we're working this in (laughs) 
like, this is gonna help tell us. This is gonna be. This will be the cherry on top of the Sunday. The softball. <laughs> it's so gonna weird. Tie everything together. <laughs> As softballs often do, you know. Ex- of course, I always find that when I am going through something in life, I often find a softball to read, and it changes my direction. The amount of times that Jane and I have done like just a two-hander. Um, softball game in an empty field or an occupied field um, where the two of us are trying to work through a problem that we're having in our lives and I say to her you you grab that cow skin and you meet me out there in the field and we're, we're going to work it out. out and Jane always says Jane you always say oh we're going to do it oh you want to play hardball and I always look at you and I always say ah 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 softball <laughs> and she knows what that means and it's you know our time I thought you were going to say the other thing that I say, which is, do I look like Chris Matthews to you? Ooh, <laughs> that's topical. That's topical. That show is still in the air. It has not been canceled as of yet. <laughs> do you know that for sure? I definitely know. I don't know that for sure. <laughs> but just spitting out shit. It's probably still on. <laughs> Did I, mean... I say that? <laughs> All those Eric heads out there. Um, so when they arrive at this house, there is, for some reason, this prepared meal sitting on the table, and they are starving. They haven't eaten all morning, presumably. (laughs) They walk in, and it's just, like, different kinds of bread, different shapes of bread with, like, green icing all over it. It's a very strange vibe for a meal. Like, I don't know what it is. All the food in this movie is literally just pastries. Yeah. And, they, and people were always <laughs> so people true. always get excited like it's sustenance of some sort. It's like these are legit, just like empty carbs, which is fine. <laughs> which but is it's fine, like, but like <laughs> it's not a feast. It's not a cornucopia. It's just like it's just breads covered in like sugary frosting. That's yeah. It. So disgusting. don't sit down like you're about to sup. Okay. Except except for that double double decker bologna sandwich. <laughs> Oh, oh, she's giving a little bit. Also, in this scene, I don't know why this was weird to me, but there's just those pastries, and then there's a bowl of apples, and the daughter takes one of the apples and plops it on her plate, and I just turned to Dave, and I was like, who's ever done that in life? Who's ever been at a meal where they're, like, eating food and then, like, grabbed an apple from the middle of the table and added it to their plate of food? Like, it's an insane choice. I've never been at a dinner table and watched a person eat an apple at a dinner table before, either. that's an apple unless it's like sliced and like in a salad or something an apple is a snack it is not part of a meal you don't sit down to eat it and cut to her when the when the grandfather like freezes the the the, basically like the kid freaks out joshua freaks out and the grandfather because he doesn't want them to eat the food because he knows it's bad or something i can't remember why and like the grandfather like shows up at the window <laughs> so the kid like runs and goes back to the grandfather at the window and he's like you have 30 seconds to like fix this and then like the move is like he freezes the family Joshua you have to stop the family from eating the food it's tainted <laughs> exactly 
okay. And so apparently the grandfather has this one ability to freeze people for 30 seconds, which he only uses once within the movie. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. is that something you can always do? Because like, I feel like that could help out at other times, but it's the only time he uses it. So he free grandpa Seth freezes the family, which by the way, so the kid is like walking around the table and like everyone's supposed to be frozen, but you can see all the actors just like shaking Mm. through it. funny we can see them breathing and shaking and moving (laughs) and it's like could you not have used some like um i don't know some trick photography to make this work like i'm sure there's something inexpensive they could have done but look they called on the actors and they were doing we're doing this old-fashioned way we're doing an old-fashioned phrase where you just hold as best you fucking can and we're gonna do like a steady cam around the table because we're feeling real optimistic about you (laughs) Like such a bad filmmaking choice where it's like, maybe you should just do quick cuts because your actors aren't mannequins. And so they can't not like shake and move while this happens. But no, we'll follow the kid around the table as he looks and like creepily like watches his family frozen and tries to make a decision about how to get them to stop eating the food and at this point we see the sister eating a corn on the cob with just like a line of like green icing on it and i'm like what is this meal and who approved this like the rest of the table is full of pastries and she's eating a corn on the cob with a splooge of green icing it's so weird so anyways (laughs) um joshua sweet baby joshua decides to piss on the food in order to get them to all stop eating it which is a moment that is you don't see it but you see him getting ready to unbutton his pants and piss on the food and then comes the most hilarious scene of all time where the father like drags him up the stairs and is like you're going to your room and then the mother's <laughs> mother's pleading with him don't hit him michael please don't hit him and it's like there is something dark going on within this family that like i guess we aren't privy to or like maybe it was okay in the 90s to, like hit your children i don't know but i mean it's definitely like the way that she screams it is a choice. Yeah. We're, we're definitely introducing something into this story that, like, I mean, we nobody was really, like, there. I think we probably mostly thought, oh, he's going to be, like, punished and sent to his room without dinner. Mm-hmm. But, like, no, she made it clear, like, don't beat a child. <laughs> she didn't say again, but sometimes no. you need to say it. <laughs> Some things are, the subtext is there, you know? No. <laughs> hit him don't hit him michael (laughs) so then they get up to the room and he's like so you think he's the father's like taking off his belt and my and the kid joshua is like oh daddy what are you gonna do (laughs) he goes tighten my belt so i don't feel hunger pains (laughs) it's like what Okay, your kid just pissed on the table, which I think, like, is a huge, huge red flag that your kid has psychological problems. And and so your response is to say, okay, well, not only are you not eating tonight, Mm -mm. 
I am not going to take my perfectly working van out of town to any local grocery store. Maybe it's a bit of a drive, but like your family does have to eat. And his solution is to tighten his belt so he doesn't feel hunger pains and that his mother or the mother and the sister are going to have to do the same thing, which I thought was so weird. And then he says something like, you can't piss on like Southern or country hospitality or something. You and can't I was like, piss on hospitality. I won't allow it. <laughs> what is this all that's, mean? That's maybe the most famous line from the movie. Is it really? I, I'm glad I flubbed you it. can't piss on hospitality. I won't allow it. And he lets <laughs> like, him know. Okay. He's like really obsessed with like country hospitality and I don't Yeah, he it. is. It's just, yeah. Um, so here's another question I had. <clears throat> Several times throughout the film, which I'm using that term usually. I said usually, but I meant loosely. <laughs> there is a reference to milk and particularly spoiled milk and so like when they get to the house the mother checks the fridge and she's like oh there's nothing in the fridge except for these four containers of milk and then she pours them down the drain and it's chunky and then like one of the friends goes into town to like the grocery store the convenience store to like buy some breakfast and (laughs) The clerk is like the scariest person I've ever seen in my life. And he's like, do you have bacon? And he's like, he's like, I've got some room temperature milk, though. And nothing's refrigerated. And he just hands it to the kid and kid's like, "Okay, this sounds like a good breakfast. And then he tries to drink it on his way home and it's spoiled. So I was wondering if you had any fucking idea why this was a theme and why. I don't know why it's a theme of hot milk that has not been homogenized. Um, (laughs) I do know those shelves were chock full of it when he went into the store. They were warm. (laughs) And also when that young man goes to the store and talks to the store owner, he asks for coffee and he says, you know... Coffee's the devil's drink, and he's like, oh we yeah, in this town. But we do have this, we do have this thick milk though. <laughs> and then there's the witch. I want to talk about the witch. Mm-hmm. So when we first meet her, she's like supposed to be like craggy and old and gross and has like very disgusting like shit rubbed on her teeth, which I guess is supposed to be like rotten teeth or whatever. And then like she turns. She something happens and she like I'm not even sure how this transformation happens but then she like turns into like a young person again and then tries to seduce one of Elliot's friends which is a scene that I really want to get to in detail and want to hear your feelings about too Um, the popcorn sex guy yeah I don't know why I said it like that. Because yeah. you can't Brent is, wait. <laughs> Brent is the popcorn sex guy. The guys are on the camper and we hear one of them say like, ah, oh, he must be get, you know, getting some. It's like, yeah, because that's what's likely to be happening for your friend <laughs> who's probably never had sex before. Well, they um, specifically say it sounds like he's deflowering a virgin, which is so ridiculous. So first of all, the thing that gives me pause about that is like, do you guys think that when you have sex with a virgin woman for the first time, she screams bloody murder? And if either of you have had that experience, then I don't think that she was consenting to whatever was happening. Yeah, this isn't what you're trying to make it out to be. Yeah, no. <laughs> this is, that's insane. 
insane. No, it's really, it's a really, it's really creepy and weird. And they all accept it instantly. Also, what is Credence's accent? Like, what do you think she's trying to do? Probably going for like that, like classic, like mid-Atlantic Catherine Hepburn fantasy. But, but it like, also sounds like Eastern European sometimes, but she like falls in and out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you would think if like she's got these ties to Stonehenge. That oh, she might be... go like a little British. Yeah, might. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but she didn't. I didn't get no. British at all from her. No, different choices were made. Um, <laughs> at different just, moments <laughs> throughout the big. movie. She went big and she didn't really bother with pesky details <laughs> like like dialect or consistency. <laughs> or like being good. <laughs> and I know that you know, you know that director was just like more. How do you say more in Italian? um, (laughs) Neither of us know. It's fine. No, I don't know. I was about to try something, but I was like, yeah, don't get in trouble for it. (laughs) So yeah, it's so loosey goosey. It's so loosey goosey. Oh, I did want to say part of part of my makeup rant up top. When Arnold, one of Elliot's friends, is turned into a plant, they like show him standing in like his little there he's at the witch's church slash house and he's like standing in a planter and he's got like bark all over him and leaves coming out of his neck and shit and the bark on his face just looks like straight up feces like it looks like logs of shit painted and like stuck to his face you haven't watched it yet so i'm not i'm not giving everything away but i will say that the actor also brought up the fact that Though that he was like, those were his tennis shoes. He was like, they took my tennis shoes, they screwed them into that fucking planner, what? and then I. So he's like, I had to wear my own shoes in in the planner, and then the director, like, I think he thought it was like a funny anecdote, but he was like, oh, he was he was in the planter for hours. He was complaining constantly about his legs falling asleep. So we put the piece of wood over his mouth so that we didn't hear him complaining anymore. <laughs> God, sir, was this a SAG production? Because like, like, right? (laughs) I can't imagine that this would have like slipped under the radar. (laughs) Also, just like, yeah, like, (laughs) also like, my legs are falling asleep. I've been fucking standing in this planner all day. Yeah, that doesn't seem like there's a lot of like union standards being. They probably brought him like a bucket to pee in. I bet. (laughs) God, and to shit in. Oh and then God, they right. just put it back on his face and they're like this will act as the bark <laughs> this will help this will make it more authentic you'll see <laughs> oh my god okay so the kid runs into the sermon and he like tries to watch the sermon <clears throat> he's like in the rafters above so he's sort of right. observing from above what's happening in um, the sermon with all the townspeople And like everything in this movie, it's an anti-meat sermon. (laughs) So the goblins are like, now that I have, sorry, now that I have the context that this is an anti-vegetarian movie, anti-vegetarianism movie, it is taking on such a more, like, it's so much funnier to me. (laughs) Oh, yeah, because it's a choice. It's it's it's, also. um, So they go, so the kid, like, gets caught at the sermon. I don't even know how he gets caught. But his he... skateboard. His skateboard that he takes up with him. 
he he like he precar he places his skateboard in such a way that it you ensures <laughs> that it will fall. Like you watch the actor make the decision to like take his skateboard and put it on the edge of like an opening so that when he breathes in 10 seconds, the skateboard will fall into the yeah. it's just like it's so many things that you're just like I forgot about that you watch him you're like you're dumb fucking kid like obviously I know you're setting this up but like could we be like slightly less heavy handed about it no 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 <laughs> not in this movie baby home. those vegetarian <laughs> freaks are gonna get us <laughs> so they catch him and they try to like feed him ice cream quote unquote but they're all goblins and it's basically they're trying to feed him that green stuff that will turn him into a plant and then his dad comes and saves the day. <laughs> and accepts, like, their explanation, like, really quickly. Yeah, exactly. Like, they, like, they give him some bullshit explanation for why they're, like, holding his screaming child and, like, trying to feed him. And they're like, we're just trying to give him some ice cream. <laughs> and he's like, oh, okay. And his son's like, no, no, they were hurting me. And he's like, oh, you don't have any agency. Come with me. <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay. I'll just be, like, used by everybody then. Dope. Good thing to know I got these parents to depend on. <laughs> It's like, so, it's essentially, it's like, Joshua, first you complaining about your granddad's pesky and inconvenient death. And now <laughs> you complaining about these people that we don't know um, trying to hurt you. It's so like 1960s, like, we're just going to side with the other adults. Exactly. Like your child is literally like, this person's a predator. Like, I can confirm <laughs> it for you. I'm a child who lives in your home. No, it's like that. That's like that John Mulaney stand up act where he talks about like, he's like, literally anybody could like bring me like a crazy, <laughs> scary man could just show up at my front door with me by the ear and be like, he bit my penis. And my parents would be like, John. He'd be like, is anybody gonna ask why his penis was in my mouth? It's, it's like, it's, are we not gonna like question these people on this bowl of warm melted ice cream goo that they're trying to get me to eat? That's not the thing you gotta ask about that. Like, and they're like holding him down. Like the dad like sees him being held down by this like unwieldy team of parishioners like he's literally force he's, feed his he's child ens he's ensconced in strangers and <laughs> they're all holding several, every limb and he's screaming like, no no <laughs> and then his dad comes in and everybody's like let's just calm down i think this whole situation escalated and his dad's like yeah that checks out we're out of here and it's like joshua come on stop running away it's like oh, that's God. not the main point here dad like <laughs> joshua first you cry over your granddad dying now this <laughs> there so anyways so they head back to the house after grabbing elliot right this is like mm -hmm. they grab elliot he ditches his friends like we talked about earlier and they get elliot holly's boyfriend yeah everybody gets rounded up the dad gets elliot the dad gets joshua he's got holly mm -hmm. yeah they all head back to the house yeah everyone's in the car and they arrive at the house and Somehow, there's this huge party happening at the house that they rented, and the mom is there being like, look at everybody, they're here, they they threw us this big party. And, like, the, it's all the parishioners and the preacher from, like, the church that they just, like, crashed. From the almost assault that was just happening with Joshua. Yeah, <laughs> The almost have... assault. They made great time. The party's in full food. fucking swing. Nope. <laughs> exactly. Once again, Jane, I'm going to have to step in. You just said there was <laughs> cakes and food. Nope, there were cakes and cakes. Once again, 
food sustenance has evaded us. We have a table covered in cakes and donuts and pastries of, you know, of all sorts. But there was not no- of all sorts, no, Brandon. No, Brandon, not of all sorts. They are there cakes wasn't an eclair and okay? donuts no and whatever, but they're all covered in that green. No, icing. everything. Sh- no, no, no. Everything shellacked <laughs> in this green fucking frosting. Please believe it, and nobody's questioning it. Also, the drink that they're drinking, you know, it's just like, um, God, you know, it's like lime Kool Aid or something. Oh, like, absolutely. Yeah. It's like all of the pitchers are full of this like green. <laughs> liquid <laughs> it's so it's disgusting just, also this movie has another one of my favorite things it has a lot of extras who don't know what's going on I, fucking, <laughs> I love it i love the uncertainty in the eye of an extra in the corner of a scene oh who almost looks like they don't know they're being recorded there's a lot of clapping to the music but yes. you know that they told the actor sorry <laughs> the extras not to make any noise when they clap so there are people in the background who are clapping but you can clearly see their palms are not touching and it's off it's not on any sort of beat (laughs) then why is the clapping like a half second behind the beat they which is which is like them being like we want you to know these these are white people because there's not a black person to be found in this movie no not in the entire movie there's no other race no it's only only white people it is only white people that are in on that on that goblin shit (laughs) And there is all this clapping happening behind this hoedown fantasy. And it is like, the beat is like, and everybody's like, they're like, just like, we're going to catch this damn beat. But they can't fucking find it. Anyways, so we're at this party and they're all like, they all sit around, they like, it, it all converges in like them trying to make the family eat a piece of cake, right? Oh, and no, so- yeah. And they're going to use their lack of rhythm to really like force the family. <laughs> So they're like surrounding the family to get them to eat a piece of cake. Um, Joshua gets sent to his room because he tried. He's like, "Don't eat it" or something. Like he's like the once again, he's triggered and he's like, (laughs) "Things are bad." Just like they were earlier when I was almost assaulted. We're we're home now. More assaults are looming. Like, do something. Be a father. Be a mother. And his parents (laughs) are like, "None of that." (laughs) Go to your room. Go to your room. You are out of line, kiddo. Before I take my belt down one more notch to show you how hungry I am. Exactly. I don't (laughs) want to hear any more talk of these local hoods assaulting you. We're going to get you upstairs and then we're going to eat with them. Don't make me confront things that make me uncomfortable, Joshua. Up to your room. It's so like it's so old fashioned. I love it's, it. It's it's great. And it's and such a nightmare. It's <laughs> such a nightmare. And these poor fucking children. But anyways, so Joshua goes to his room and he like begs his in his mirror for Grandpa Grandpa Seth to appear and like tell him what to do. And so Grandpa Seth doesn't appear in the mirror, but like the witch does. And Freedom then feel good shows up. Yeah, Credence with her uh, untraceable accent shows up just for a second, but then she turns into a goblin and jumps through the mirror and like attacks Joshua. Which then is posing a new, th- which is posing a whole new thing because up to this point, the granddad has appeared in the mirror once while Holly was doing a sexy dance. <laughs> oh, yeah, then, I forgot about that. And then. And then now, Graham, and so also now it's like this, you in your mind, as, as you watch movies, 
as we all know, you sort of start to understand the rules as they present themselves to you. So right. It's like, like this universe obviously has different rules than the universe that we live in. And so you're trying to collect information to like piece things together. But like, this is like so chaotic and nothing makes sense. But you're also, but yeah, you're like, is Credence Leonor Gilgood like Shalom and Granddad in the back? Because she just came through the mirror. It's like, so is she hanging out in the same mirror world as Granddad is? Like, there's not enough time to process that because it's like clearly there's a, you would think that granddad would be sort of safe in this cocoon of whateverness of grandfatherness um but she comes through the mirror and she's living her full troll fantasy um, and um so she's excuse a, me you mean goblin i keep saying it and i'm sorry there is I'm, not one troll in this movie i'm drinking the green kool-aid i i've caught on i'm actually here fully just as propaganda to like push this movie i'm pretending to like you know share jane's point of view but secretly i'm like no get into it um yeah he yeah all of a sudden so it's like there's no rules she's come through the mirror in full-on goblin form and then granddad comes through yeah grandpa Seth like then shows up we don't know how maybe he heard the cry from the mirror or whatever maybe he heard the blood-curdling screams that nobody (laughs) downstairs heard (laughs) that the parents have since ignored and they're just trying to apparently just party and eat this cake but grandpa comes and saves the day and his solution for like getting everybody to move to like not eat the cake and not be with the goblins by the way like if this was happening in real time somebody already would have had an absolute like slice and a half of cake but apparently everybody's held off and that's what we have to believe also nobody's eating any of the of the the, the feast that's been pla- yeah. planned. So it's like, we're just going to get these people to eat it. So I would sort of be clocking that for sure. I'm I would definitely be like, food. this is like, a weird you moment. Have a slice too, sis. <laughs> I want to see, I want to see you enjoy your own creation, girl. Yeah, exactly. Come on, give it we're to both, me. We're both going to die. <laughs> so grandpa's like, don't worry. I've got a plan and holds up like, oh, <laughs> Like a Molotov cocktail. <laughs> I love this shit so much. It's I love so insane. I love I love grandparents that have like no sense of like rules or danger or decorum. Like I love it so much. I love a reckless grandparent. It is oh like my one God. of my favorite things. I love like the idea of a grandparent just handing a child a Molotov cocktail and being like, "Come on, we'll figure it out outside." It's like, <laughs> And Grandpa Seth is at the top of the list because he doesn't give any fucks. He shows up no. when he wants to, first of all. Oh, he no. could have sh- showed up at that sermon when they were trying to force feed him some fucking goblin ice cream, he but he didn't shown show up. up. He also waits until... You know, Credence has put a good whoop at, can of whoop ass on this little boy. Then he shows up and then he smiles at the little boy. There's no moment of like, oh, I'm so sorry. I, I, I almost missed you. It's just like he shows up and they do a close up on him and he's like, he's hits him with here, that smile. Baby. He's like, I hacked that troll's hand off. I got you. Also, when Credence gets back to her lair after Grandpa, he hacks her hand, then she disappears. Then she ends up back in her, like, castle mm-hmm. lair. And when yeah. she ends up, she sticks her hand into in between the stones, and she pulls them out. And as Dave noted, her hand has now been restored, and she's got a full set of Lee Press-Ons on. <laughs> Like, the Stonehenge Which... magic was like, we're going to hit you up real quick with, with some French tips. <laughs> exactly. And, um, we're going to get you right, girl. We're going to give you a bare hand. Those are crusty as hell. <laughs> it's so good. 
Does the other hand also get the same manicure? I, I think the other hand has the same manicure. I yeah. think it does. Um, it's real good. <laughs> it's so confusing. And then, so the... <laughs> The Molotov cocktail. The Molotov, yeah. So we go outside and the grandpa is like encouraging Josh to like light the Molotov cocktail and throw it in the house. And he's and got a fire extinguisher is, and he's like, I'm going to distract him case. with the fire extinguisher. I you don't think know you want to flip those is. rolls, but okay. I, I don't know what the plan is of the fire extinguisher, but what I do know, Brandon, is that his entire goddamn family is still in the house and oh. grandpa gives zero fucks. He's going to kill Windows his own game. daughter. He's going to kill his own daughter. He's going to kill his son-in-law and he's going to kill his granddaughter as long as he gets these goblins. And I'm <laughs> absolutely giddy at how fucking unhinged that is. It's, he has like, no well, plan. <laughs> if they're paying attention and if they get with it, then they'll see those exits. There's windows on the other side of that house, baby. You just got to be fast enough. <laughs> okay. So later in the movie, we find out that like they, the family can see grandpa Seth sometimes and can't, I don't know what the rules are, but it's like, if you knew that these gobl- goblins were a real threat, why is the only one you're hitting up for help your useless You picked grandson. the person with the least agency in the entire <laughs> Exactly! Time. And that's going to be like, and I don't know if it's a whole thing of like, you know, a child's, a child's ability to believe in magic, it, you know, is, is much stronger than an adult, but it's like multiple, there's a point where the older daughter sees grandfather as well. And she also mm-hmm. goes to her parents and says, I saw him. It happened. And her parents still find a way to suppress that. <laughs> and at no point, you would think they're going to be like, enough of this shit, these kids. Like, let me go, you know, appear in like the bathroom mirror while my daughter's taking a shower or my son-in-law, like something. Like, let them know, hey, I've been trying to tell your kids. That's not fucking working. You would right. think that he'd really have come on the strongest before the family got in the car to head to <laughs> Nilbog. And been I mean, like, maybe don't take this vacation. By the way, like I've been telling your son these terrifying stories about goblins and you just happen to be going to Nilbog. Like what was this set up? Like it's just it's just a little too on the nose. And something dicey. And something tells me that maybe there is a dark side to Grandpa Seth, and that's why. Oh he yeah, isn't for sure. But this so is think- once again an example of something being opened up and then not touched. Missed <laughs> <laughs> opportunities. Exactly. So crazy. The family goes and like hides in the house. All of a sudden, it's nighttime, and like they are trying to figure out what to do. And I thought this part was so funny. Like they're all freaked out. <laughs> And the goblins are just standing outside, not really doing anything, but, like, watching, which is terrifying in and of itself. But, like, there's one part where, like, Elliot and Holly, like, run into a room and just, like, look. And they're like, we don't know what to do. And it's like, what are you looking in that room for? What did you think you were going to find? <laughs> like, some sort of, like, recipe to how, how to murder goblins? It was just a very funny, like, useless moment. Also, what are the rules now that these goblins can't just storm this house? Right, exactly. And so what they do... But then they they can... Then they, they can later. Yeah, then they do later. But what yeah. what they do now is they throw like a bag of sandwiches at the door. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing so hard. You no, know, it's Sheriff so... Sheriff the Sheriff Gene Freak 
says, you know, you can do it the you can do it this way or you can do it the hard way. And he throws them. And it's like, I mean, and and it's like I picked the the hard way if that's like, I mean Absolutely. Chance I may make it, but I'm not gonna eat those green burgers anytime soon. He literally says, You can eat these sandwiches or we will violently kill you. (laughs) He uses the word violently, and it's like Okay, well, I'm not going to, like, eat the sandwiches and, like, just see what happens. Like, I'm going to hope for the best that I can overpower you and your crew. What do you think is going to happen here? So then they're just standing around trying to figure out what to do. And I love how bad the editing is in this movie. Because the sister's like, we could do a seance. And then five full minutes later, not really, it's like 15 seconds. (laughs) <laughs> the brother Josh goes, You're a genius, big sister. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I was so confused about that. Like, why is there such a large gap in time? And I think we were just rushing to get this out. So. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, and then we're cutting back and forth between like them trying to do a seance, which they have no knowledge on how to do, and they're just sitting there being like, please work, please work but they're literally just sitting at a table with candles all over it and this is when we get to the popcorn sex scene which to me is the um i guess they say the piece de resistance of this movie mm-hmm. because it has zero place in the plot and it is the weirdest thing that happens and that my friend is the most beautiful combination to make an iconic scene happen and mm-hmm. we have the so we, have, we have the witch and she's like all of a sudden sexy now she's young we don't know how or why she's young or whatever. she's taught she's not wearing a bra <laughs> she looks like she's out. <laughs> she's got her big naturals out and she is giving us full-blown um stevie nicks vibes oh it's although... so stevie nicks <laughs> like she watched like one stevie nicks music video and she's like i got this don't worry like oh stop with that you liked it please oh no, you I got too turned on okay <laughs> okay it's okay so she's like running up on this trailer and all of a sudden the one friend of elliot's who's left alone in the trailer i believe this brent. is brent his he's watching tv and he sees on tv the sexy witch and she's like dancing sexily in her stevie nick finest and like holding a corn on the top an ear of corn thank you Uh clearly uncooked and she's like he's like what's going on and she's like i'm real come outside and meet me and i'm like what are you gonna do with that corn they were like "Ooh, this is phallic <laughs> yeah. But well, it's like, where, where is it going? Is it yeah, going in? Like... Is it going in her, or is it going in him? Is what I also. Do you know. have to pick, Jane? <laughs> I guess it could go in both. Enough corn for everybody. <laughs> so he like finds her outside of the trailer, and then they go inside the trailer to get a little more comfortable, if you know what I mean. And he like. There's like one shot that is so long of her running her sexy fingers down his face in like a sexy way all the way down to his chest. And his face, I wish I could like show you guys the expression of his face. He looks, first of all, he's not looking at her. He's like looking up and 
he looks like he's in physical pain. I don't know if you clocked that. It's probably his first like real like boner. <laughs> like tearing through his, you know, it's like his penis pressing against that like raw denim that he's wearing. He's probably just like Ugh, boner. And we spend so much time on that one shot, and I think like we're just trying to make this movie long enough to like be released theatrically. Yeah. Because there's no need for that in any way. And it's the least sexy thing I've ever seen. And then he says he wants popcorn and then they put the ear corn between them <laughs> and they both bite into it at the same time and popcorn just starts appearing everywhere. And I think that that was them coming. And was it? Okay. <laughs> I think it was supposed to be an explosion similar to like, you know, the geyser that shoots out when you're, you know, horny. <laughs> I haven't been in a health class in a while. But from <laughs> well, what I remember from that guy in the alley, <laughs> this is how it works. You've heard this is how bodies work. And it's so weird because they're covered in an, an insane amount of popcorn and like fully clothed. And then mm-hmm. and then the scene is over and you never see that guy again. You don't know what happened. It has nothing to do with like the plants or the goblins or anything. It's just the most psychotic, weird, uh, unhinged scene. And I love it. I think it's a perfect, perfect movie moment. Absolutely. And then it all, but when you look up the plot, they say that she seduces Brent and then drowns him in popcorn, which is like, (laughs) is he supposed to be dead? Because he does not look dead at all. In, in that no scene. way. He's very much alive. I think maybe more alive than ever. It's a beautiful scene. And then so Granddad appears at the witch's house to like help Joshua. To help Joshua, thank you. And he just sort of like face palms one of the goblins, which I think is the witch, and that like incapacitates her. And he tells her, he tells Joshua about the Stonehenge magic stone Mm -hmm. and how that's like where all of the goblins power comes from, which is the first time we're hearing about this, you know, like almost 90 minutes into the movie. Like, you feel like they just like added that in last minute so they could like have this moment. Like, there's no, like, through line. Like, they didn't... Normally, you plant the seeds and then reveal things. No, but no, 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 no. No, no. He also gives him a backpack, a leather backpack. Yeah, and he's like, only open this when you need it, and whatever you need in it will be there or something? I don't know. And it's, But it's also like, I think this is that moment. Right, like, okay. Is it gonna we, get worse? <laughs> like... Maybe what I need in this backpack is right now, but like he doesn't open it. And then there's like a moment where they like go up to the stone and they're like putting their hands on the stone and like Joshua's like, will this work? Will this work? And it's like, will what work? Like, we don't know what you're doing. You're just like putting your hands on the stone. We are not privy to what's going on or why that will change anything. But, like, cut back to the house. The goblins are, like, closing in on Elliot and Holly and the parents. And (laughs) Elliot has a really good line here where he just says, please, let's talk. We're all humans here. And it's like, no, Elliot. Like, we are all decidedly not humans here. Yeah, these are whole ass (laughs) goblins. Why is that your, like, go-to? Are you trying to appeal to them on their human level? Like, I think the point is that they can take human form, but they're not actually humans, right? 
Yeah. No, I agree. Just psycho. So then all of a sudden it's about to culminate. Something's about to happen and then all the goblins disappear from the house. And then the dad goes, Joshua's alone right now. Let's go. And I'm like, how do you know where Joshua is? How do you know where Joshua is? How do you know he's, yeah. How do you know? How do you know you, to your knowledge, he's a goblin. And he just disappeared. Yeah. None of you have any idea where this witch's house is, but don't worry. The writers have a plan for that because all of a sudden the family appears at the witch's house and my favorite thing is that the mother goes, like, just to, like, tie up any questions we might have, the mother goes, Grandpa Seth's voice brought us here. It's like, okay, well, I guess that's under rug swept then. Yeah. <laughs> cool, we cool, can cool. believe We can believe that you figured this all out. But, like, it does not tell us, like, how you figured out that your son is still alive and yeah, not Yeah, this scene wasn't committed to 18 millimeter, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> and then the witch and the goblins are like coming towards Joshua and he like pulls out a double decker bologna sandwich from the backpack. And it's not a double decker bologna sandwich. It is a full, it's a full stack of bologna from one of those (laughs) containers of bologna that we all grew up with. Like Oscar Mayer, like Oscar Mayer bologna smacked between two pieces of white bread. That's what it is. (laughs) It sounds so disgusting. It's like he, I guess, also, that's not a double decker. A double decker has uh, three pieces of bread. Everybody knows that. Double decker <laughs> is like peak sandwich fantasy. It's the only way I ate sandwiches during most of my childhood. Um, when I was in charge of making them, you better believe it. Because I was going to eat two sandwiches anyway. So it was just like. <laughs> it was cutting out the middleman. <laughs> I, I, I ended up eating two double deckers anyway. Oh my God. <laughs> You know what? I guess I have not eaten a lot of double deckers, and I have never you not? Thought, oh, that's no. The way to do it. That no. piece in the middle is like it's it's got smear on both sides of it. Oh my because god! Because it's got to be the glue. You know, it's got to be the. Oh, <laughs> Honestly, so that sounds fucking, fucking delicious. Now I it's want amazing. a double decker sandwich. I do not it's want amazing. bologna, but I do want like a little no. like something like a like a muffaletta, like something like that. That sounds Ooh, really good. Fancy. So we are now, everybody's at the witch's house. Everybody is like, like committed to getting rid of these goblins. And somehow Joshua rallies up the family and is like, only the power of goodness can destroy these monsters, which somehow they all understand that that means that they need to all put their hands on the stone. Is that... Mm -hmm. Was there yeah. any explanation that I missed there, or nope. is that okay? <laughs> I That's don't know. <laughs> Grandpa Only... Seth gave us this info too. And so the goblins are like coming closer, and they're all putting their hands on the stone. And jo- and Joshua is like, "Concentrate, concentrate." And you're like, "On what? I don't know what to be thinking about right now. Am I concentrating on being good? Am I concentrating on like the destruction of these goblins? Like, what am I concentrating on?" But Whatever it is, they all align on that and they end up getting rid of the goblins. And in a cut faster than I've ever seen anything happen, they are now in their car, arriving back at their home, and they have left Nilbog behind them. Yeah. 
no, you are correct. That cut is really fast. There's not even, there's no moment where, usually there's a moment as the dust settles where like a group of people sort of look at each other like, oh my God, we all just experienced that. Loved ones cling to each other. Um, there's a little bit of confusion. You're trying to figure out what's fact, what's fiction. What mm-hmm. was this all just something in your head? Mm-hmm. There's so many things to process. Not this family. <laughs> not and this the other one. thing I noted was that they left Brent's ass back in... <laughs> fucking no Neil in his popcorn fantasy yeah we never are, go back to brent and find out what happened to him no and nobody and also it's like i thought this time i thought about it, i never thought, this, thought about this before but like these parents have a lot of explaining to do they, they have <laughs> to go you guys the dad also they all instantly split up elliot says i want to go home the daughter wants to go with elliot which is a parent i'd be like no you're bringing your ass home too much crazy shit just happened but let her do what she wants they all split up but you would think that the parents would be like oh we we really have to we have to go around and inform several people that their children were murdered this weekend (laughs) and like (laughs) we're just like absolutely completely moved on from this scenario or at least swing by the police station (laughs) right something's gotta be done i i don't know how this all works but i really think that like the fbi might need to be getting involved well there's gonna definitely be like a moment of like elliot like where are all of our children like the last (laughs) time we saw them you all were hopping in an rv and heading towards a town i I believe by the name of nilbog and now you want to go home and take a nap with your girlfriend? Like, no, sweetie, we have to talk about this. <laughs> Literally, our children's blood's on your hands. We don't know where else to go. We thought and they left like, with you and the way. And you, family? like, lured them out of town by being like, there's some good pussy in this town I've heard called Nilbog. Let's go see it. And exactly. instead, all there was was devastation and death. Also, there's a moment earlier in the movie where the drew character says to like the the sheriff where can i find unattached women at night yeah or something like that and it's like that is looking for that's rapist talk sir i know like where can i find women that aren't protected under like you know the cloak of society i'm really looking for outliers and people that exist on the periphery of all things decent and good women with very few contacts maybe ladies of the night someone who has a drug problem so that nobody will be missing them it's like vulnerable girls so to speak drew like what are you gonna do yeah exactly and he's just like oh there's an orphanage up the street (laughs) oh you went straight to like children i mean or like a women's orphanage what's a women's orphanage (laughs) you know like halfway house okay like a halfway house where they've got some like young girls but they've also got some women who are of age and processing and trying to figure out what the next path's gonna be like no 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 no, honey they don't have anybody over 18 in those houses so i know exactly what you're oh my god this fucking smear campaign ever since that racist (laughs) thing you said earlier you've been trying to flip it on me Ugh, I always tell our listeners. I always tell our our ten of listeners about Jane and about how you guys have to look out for her. She's shady. You guys have heard all the racist look, stuff she said here. The erasure of it all. If you're gonna smear me, I'm gonna smear you, baby. All that truth or nonsense she was speaking earlier, y'all gotta call her out on it. She claims to be. She claims to be a genealogist, but something tells no, me why would rocks a genealogist are not authentic. You mean? You mean geologist. Wait, what did I say? Genealogist. You knew what I meant. I knew what you meant, but you I knew what you meant, but I wasn't gonna not 
take this opportunity to call your ass How out. How dare you? I'm all twisted and turned around because of all of the really offensive stuff you've been saying this whole episode. It's so, oh, it's horrible. Okay, right. we have to move on because we could do this for literal days. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're back at home. The only people who decide to get out of the car and get into the house is the mother and the young son, Joshua, because everybody else has apparently got places to be after the most traumatic event of their life. So mom and Josh go into the house. She opens the fridge for a snack. There's an empty fridge besides like a crystal bowl filled with red delicious apples. And there's also like six apples on the tray on the tray next to it. It's like, <laughs> you guys could have just like, I know that you bought them all, but you don't have to put them all in there. Somebody <laughs> doing set direction should have been like, all right, the bowl's enough. Yeah. This, this need- fridge is <laughs> chock full of those of the fucking red delicious apples. And you know they're the same ones from that damn table in Nilbog. Oh my God, of course. You know they bought like a bushel and they're like, we're using them all, baby. Maybe. Just like they did with all that fucking popcorn they had to buy. <laughs> you know that was you know that was craft services that day. Oh, you absolutely. know they were like, y'all better get in that fucking trailer and get some handfuls of that fucking popcorn off Brent and stop playing. No sandwiches today. No schlotskis. You gotta you gotta dig Brent out of this. You, you have to start with your mouth. Y'all don't help Anyways. us kill two birds. <laughs> So anyways, the mother is fine. She is munching on apples. Obviously, Joshua is totally distraught and he's sitting there. He can't eat. And the mom is acting like it's just any other fucking Sunday (laughs) afternoon. Can't be bothered. Can't be bothered. Even though she's seen some shit. She gives zero fucks. She is loving on this apple. And so he decides to go upstairs and think about how he's irreparably scarred for life and leave her mother, his mother, to her fucking apple party. And then he's on his way upstairs or downstairs, I don't know. But he gets another softball with a message on it from who we don't know. It's at the landing of the stairs. Like, as oh, he's that's heading. right. It's right, isn't it? Like, it's like, it's like his mother was like, oh, I'm going to take a shower. And he's like, okay, I'm going to go like think about what the fuck just happened to me and like you you go clean up girl and so he all of a sudden like gets a weird feeling I guess and like goes to check on his mother in the shower and at the bottom of the stairs there's a baseball a message on a baseball I didn't write down what the message was I totally forgot did you write it down no but it was basically like we're gonna kill your mom (laughs) yeah 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 your mom's dead and so she, he walks into the bathroom and sees that the, the shower is on, but there's like green splatter everywhere. So it's clear that she's been eaten by these goblins or killed or turned into a plant or whatever, but she's nowhere to be seen. And then we sort of just, you know, he screams and he walks into the kitchen and then he sees all these goblins feasting on his mother's body. And that's it. The movie ends. He screams. I will right? point out that in the Wikipedia for the movie, it says the family returns home where Joshua's mother is seen eating food from the refrigerator. The food, unknown to the family, has been poisoned by the family of goblins, which is very likely to be the presence family who took over their home during their exchange in the country. Wow. But I will say, we know, hold on, I will say the fucking presence family was presence and accounted for at that... (laughs) 
at that fucking assault on on Joshua at the church. That's we didn't true. mention earlier when the dad goes in, he sees all four of them and he yeah. says, What the fuck are y'all doing here? And then they say, Oh, we were delayed. We're about to head out now. And it's like, okay. So are so we to we're believe supposed that, to believe that they actually went just that to like, then they plant went these down apples? There to plant the apples and bring them back. But also, even if those apples were poisoned and in this refrigerator and she ate them and turned into green goo, where the fuck are these goblins? Are, are those goblins there supposed to be like the presence family that did make it and were like there in hiding, maybe? Like Although the they house? never told us that, that was the case. Also, why is the mother eating fucking apples in her fridge and she doesn't know where they came from? After the whirlwind and after (laughs) like the one lesson you would think had been taken from this was watch what you fucking eat. And like the mom opens it up and there's a cornucopia of apples in the refrigerator. (laughs) You assume that they were left by this family. But apparently Who you not. know but is part also, of this goblin town. But also there could have been a moment where the mom said, huh, I wonder where all these apples came from. Anything. <laughs> like To give us some indication. To help that we know us help where. you as <laughs> So we could find our way to something that looks like a middle ground. <laughs> but once again, we are coming up absolutely. I empty. didn't know any of this, by the way, until I just read this blurb. I had uh, no neither. idea that this was supposed to be like a tie-in. I just thought <laughs> that we wanted we wanted her to die. But I yeah, no, me too. And it was like somehow the goblins are in their town and they didn't know it. Like, but I guess they're connected to the goblins in Nilbog. It's just yeah. all so <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, they shoot really big. They shoot really far. I don't know a lot they, about shooting, but they, they, they aim and they shoot far. They them, aim but. and they hit absolutely zero things that make sense. They do. I hit pay dirt, however, when I met Jane. She's really a great person. Oh, <laughs> Bran. That was so nice after all that slander. Oh, what you said to me earlier? Yeah, I know. <laughs> but you know, this is what the high road looks like. <laughs> Meet me here, okay, sweetie? <laughs> Meet me on the high road, Jane, you're a bitch. <laughs> Jane Anyways. <is> shady. <laughs> that was the Jagged Edge, Let's Get Married. Oh, yeah, that was beautiful. Thank Except you. I, the rewrite, I actually don't um, appreciate. But, I mean, you sounded beautiful. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, that was the movie. It was insane. Um, mm. Should we do final thoughts? Yeah, I want your final thoughts, Jenny. <laughs> so, my final thoughts were, and continue to be, that I had so much fun watching this insane movie i will absolutely watch it again i will show it to people and i will watch them watch it because it is a delight in the same way that you know i love movies that are so unhinged like this and make zero sense so this. Oh, was... we're gonna watch this one together for sure yeah we have to we absolutely have to i think like this is probably one of my new favorite bad movies of course i mean how could i oh yeah that makes me happy yeah, so I was very, very, very thrilled with a pit with a pick, and I can't wait to watch the documentary. I'm like buzzing. You're gonna love it. Mm-hmm. We did it. I we did it. Throw it over to Jane one more time and ask her if she would like to tell me what I'm gonna be um, watching this week. I am happy to tell you, and it is my duty and my pleasure that next week. <laughs> We will be watching and discussing Bridget Jones' Diary. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've one never of, seen it before, and I'm excited. It's it's one of my favorite rom-coms of 
whole time. It holds a very special place in my heart. And I'm like, I cannot wait for you to see it. I'm super excited. Genuinely. I can't wait to watch it. I'm so Good. excited. I don't know how I've never seen it before, but I, I don't either. I love a rom-com. And I know, I, like, which is why I was so... I, I don't just, know how I missed it. It's one of the most famous so, rom-coms ever. I was so delighted when I found out you hadn't seen it because I, like, I'm so excited to like... I'm psyched have this experience so oh good this is gonna be fun and it'll be good awesome yeah. well I've, i did you want my first impressions <laughs> yes first impressions yeah okay i do know that renee zellweger ballooned up to i think 140 pounds <laughs> to play um bridget jones for the movie she put her health at risk um <laughs> and so i know that that's all i really know is the bravery that went into that and i remember like <laughs> i remember the newspapers and the headlines like oh my god <laughs> renee you know, approaching size five. <laughs> that know. fat bitch has the audacity. Renee Zellweger seen walking by Elaine Bryant. <laughs> so I'm really excited to see this movie. But seriously, I am really excited. To see it. I it's got every. I mean, I love it. It's gonna have a lot of. Um, I imagine and you grab. Um, <laughs> this is a horrible British accent. Don't. <laughs> no, I'm so excited. I want to see the movie, and I want to um, see you grab. I'm not there yet, but um, I imagine there's going to be a little bit of this. And, uh, yes, I, I'm I'm bumbling, I'm bumbling a bit. Yeah, yeah. And it's also got you know. I, I have a deep affection for um, Colin Firth. Obviously, he's just of course he's such a fucking class act and just I mean, and, and he's a heartthrob in this. And he's he's don't a dreamy dare man. Twisted. Oh, he's mm-hmm. he's sexy as hell and a single man. So mm-hmm. I'm really excited to see this movie. It's great. We are excited to um, talk to you all next week after we've watched, and um, we thank you for listening again, and we hope you had a good time. Bye. Bye. I can't believe this is happening.